this um, reading is taken from Matthew 2, 1 to 11. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah, for a ruler will come to you from you who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Then Herod called a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child, and when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chest and gave him the gift of gold, frankincense and myrrh. the wise men sometimes get a bad press I've seen quite a lot on social media um, especially this Christmas time saying oh you know if they'd have been wise women they'd have turned up with some nappies and they'd have cleaned the stable and, and done all these things and they'd have actually been there on time but you know what I really think they came just at the right time and I think that the gifts that they brought were significant and you know, people can look back and think, oh, well, I'm sure there wasn't really a star, but actually history states that there was. Um, the constellation of Pisces, um, which in Persian astronomy had significance for Israel and the kings, was actually made a triple conjunction with Jupiter and Saturn. Yeah. In 7 BC. So if you thought it was in 0 BC, well, it was... Uh, but there was a star that made a triple, triple conjunction. The constellation of Pisces, Jupiter and Saturn. Jupiter was the royal planet and Saturn represented old rulers. So what you see in, in Persian astronomy was that the old rulers, the royalty which Jupiter and Saturn represented met with the constellation of Pisces which pointed to Israel and the kings. So you may think, well, how, how, they saw a star. What does that mean? How did they know? Well, that's how they knew. Because those three things had significance. So it suggested that there was royalty that from the old kings and also that it was to do with Israel and a king. So they knew and they understood from what they understood of the stars and what the stars and the planets meant to them. They understood that oh, something's going down in Israel and we need to go and have a look. And these guys live their lives by the stars and the constellations. And we may look at it today and, you know, some people may read the horoscopes and wonder what's happening in their life and see if it's true or not. But generally, we poo-poo it. But these people, this was their life. This was how they understood life. And God didn't just say, well, I don't believe in all that stuff. But God said, well, I'm going to speak to you through what you're looking at. 
And this morning, God wants to speak to you through what you're looking at, whether that's right or wrong in our eyes. God wants to speak to you through what you're looking at and what you understand, just like he spoke to the wise men. And it was, and it was first saw, seen in about May time. And it was in the east from Persian Babylonian area, which is where they think the wise men came from. And then September, October, it moved towards Jerusalem. And then it disappeared. It actually disappeared. And if you listen to what Gemma read, it tells us that. And the third thing I want to say to you this morning, the thing that can either bring us to God or move us away from God is when something's disappointing. You know, and you may have been disappointed by God, or by church, or by people, or by life. But you know, this morning, Jesus wants to meet with you still, and say there's still hope, there's still a future, there's still a star pointing you to where he wants you to go, there's still a star saying, come, Jesus is waiting. So when things have been disappointing, I believe we have a lot to learn from the wise men. In verse, verse 2, we see that it says, do you want to put it up, Jess? I don't know whether you can for me. I'm just going to work my way through it again. In verse 2, it says that it was seen in the east. That's what the wise men say. In verse 3, the people in Jerusalem didn't get it. They, they didn't know. They didn't understand. Well, why didn't they know? Because they'd not seen it. It had been seen from where they were, and they traveled towards it. They traveled to Jerusalem to go and find it and understand what was going on. And the people in Jerusalem didn't get it because they hadn't seen the star. They didn't know. They didn't realize something was going on. And you think, well, how do you know that? Well, let me just carry on, and it'll hopefully become apparent. Then we see that Herod and his scholars suggest Bethlehem. And that's just what they knew from, from um, the old text that they had, from prophecies that have been said, that this is what's going to happen in the future. They just looked at those things and said, well, this is perhaps what could happen. And then in verse 9, we see this. It says, after they had heard the king, Herod, they went on their way. And the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them. The star rose again. The star hadn't been there. It rose again. Can you imagine the wise men when they got to Jerusalem and they're thinking, what's going on? Well, let's, let's just do the obvious thing. Let's go to the palace. And that's what they did. They went to the palace and it was like, well, there's no new king here. We don't know what you're talking about. And so they were sent on the way to try and find, well, what's going on? Something strange is going on, but let's try and figure it out. But the star reappeared. The star came again. So the wise men in their disappointment, can you imagine how disappointed they must have been when they got to Herod's palace to be told there's no king here? Let's just take a moment because we look at the story in hindsight and think, oh, it's okay. They go on and find him. They didn't know that. They didn't know they were going to go on and find Jesus somewhere. They didn't know. They got there and they would have been sorely disappointed that what they thought they were coming to, they'd got all their gifts ready. They'd been on a really long journey. It's like when you go to someone's house and you've got something and then they're not in. It's like, how rude. Why are you not in? I might not have told you I was coming, but why are you not in? I have this thing to give to you that I need to get rid of. And the wise men would have been the same. They'd have got there and like, 
what's going on? And to them, the stars and the planet alignments didn't lie. So that was why they asked and wanted to know and tried to understand. They were trying to make sense of what they believed in and what they understood to be true and right, which is why they quizzed Herod and why they got the scholars out and said, what's going on? What could all this mean? But can you imagine the overwhelming joy of seeing that star? It says in verse 10, when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. That means the star hadn't been there. That means they weren't overjoyed. They weren't. They were disappointed. They were wondering what was going on. But when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. This morning, God wants to say to you that you can be overjoyed again. You can find joy again. Life may have been hard. Things may have been difficult. You may be disappointed because things have not gone as you planned or as you hoped or as you believed or as you dreamt. But this morning, just like with the wise men, God wants the star to rise again for you and bring joy back and give you hope. And things may not be as you thought they would be, but wow, with Jesus in your future now, things can be completely different. Your future can have new meaning and new direction because of that baby born in the stable. Hold on to your belief that joy can come. Whatever you're looking for, wherever you're trying to find it, whether in relationships or in in what you do and in feeling good about yourself, in getting things, wherever you are trying to find that joy this morning, can I encourage you, the only place that it will come is if you look for it in God. This morning, if life has been disappointing, just like for the wise men, God wants to let you see again that there is hope and that what you believed at the beginning, what that moment in childhood, whatever it was, that dream that you had, that it can come again, just like the star rose again and they actually found Jesus. In a moment, we're going to sing, go come all you faithful. But before we do, I just want to give an opportunity. I've taught a lot this morning about things that can keep us away from God or things that can also pull us to him it can be through disappointment and newness and strange things that we actually find Jesus but sometimes those things can hold us back from him and this morning whether it's for the first time or for many times over I want to encourage you that you say to Jesus you can make your heart my heart your home this morning that Jesus can, can, can light up those disappointments and bring hope again. That he can bring newness into places where you thought things would never be joyful again or happy again. So this morning I'm just going to ask you to stand and I'm going to pray. Father God, I thank you that you sent your son Jesus. And Jesus, I thank you that through sometimes strange things, through bringing newness... And even through disappointments, that Jesus, you want to reach out to us. And so this morning, I thank you, Jesus, that you reach to us. And I pray that from this moment, we would make a decision. Let's just take a moment and consider. 
Do you want to make that decision to allow Jesus to bring new hope to your life? Do you want to take this moment to say yes to Jesus? Whether that's for the first time or for it's for many times over to just say, Jesus, I need you again. Jesus, I need you for the first time. And Jesus, I just pray that as we make those commitments in our heart, that you would journey with us and help us and encourage us. And over this Christmas time, you would be our hope, that you would be our peace and that you would be our joy, regardless of what life throws at us, that your hope, your peace and your joy would surround and uphold us. In Jesus' name, amen.